0: Yeah,
1: yeah. We're just talking about this law they've got on the books. Um, a law from 1959 that if a comic book features uh, a certain number of people committing crimes in it, it's against the law.
0: Right. So what it? it's book? a bad influence so for any, America's youth?
1: And any comic book shop that sells a comic book that has that sort of filth. <laughs> That has a comic showing a crime with five or six pictures accompanied by a narrative of crime. Right. They've
2: committed a crime. What if in the next page your various Batman, Superman, Spiderman are stopping said crime and, and then the motive is, crime is bad, kids. It still
0: glorifies crime to America's impressionable youth. That's too many,
1: too many uh, little things in the comic book showing the crime. It's seeped into panels. their brain. Yeah. yeah, too many panels. It's seeped into their brain, the criminal lifestyle. Right, no, even if Batman comes along.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Judy and I, my sweet wife and I, we we went to the big Marvel comics display at the Museum of Popular Culture in Seattle. And Sounds awesome. uh, it was it was part it was like the big display at that museum, which has all sorts of stuff about rock and roll and whatever. It's Paul Allen's big thing. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. very it's worth a stop. Very cool. Yeah, um, but uh, it was uh, I I realized pretty quickly once we got into that maze of displays and the rest of it, I was as out of place as like Jack at a heavy metal convention. I mean, there's just there's little reason for me to be there. But one of the like sub displays was uh, the anti comic book. Craze, uh, the fear, legislation of the 50s. Hearings before Congress, the Senate. Serious men, serious angry men talking about the menace of comic books and how they're perverting America's youth. Similar to the. And they were correct!
1: Similar to the Paul Allen uh, display there in the museum about the song Louie Louie. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. dun. Louie Louie. That song. Um and how the it's got all the documentation of the FBI looking into it and congressional hearings over that song yeah. and how it's it's ruining our youth and causing communism and gay people and all kinds of different oh, things.
0: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> So it was that song. Yeah, that this did. song.
1: And it's got the lyrics, and it's got uh, quotes from J. Der Hoover about how it's ruining America. The various,
0: <laughs> and the various interpretations of those lyrics. Oh, yeah, people who thought they heard X, Y, and Z. Yeah,
1: that's the other funny part of this, is nobody really even knows what the words of the song are. They're dopey. Even the guy who sang the song said he's not exactly sure what he sang. Right, it yeah. changes every time. So, <laughs> but yeah, even if you knew the words, it'd be hilarious, but nobody even knows what the words are. <laughs>
0: You know, I feel a little gayer already. You
2: probably ought to turn that off. I feel Michael. a little
1: communist. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI was looking into it. Hilarious. All right, where were we? So, uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky, who has a radio show and a TV show. Loveline guy. Yeah, yeah. With Adam yeah. Carolla back in the re- day, yeah. yeah. Also Celebrity Rehab on MTV. All right, Yeah, he, but and he he's does the a, radio show. He's fed up with the homeless situation in our country, particularly in the town he lives in, Los Angeles. Which I was just there on vacation and it's extraordinary. Hmm. Uh, who is he talking to
3: here?
2: Uh, this was one of the, the panel shows on Fox News. It's got Greg Gutfeld was the only guy that I recognized and three or four other people uh, just kind of discussing
3: uh, the homeless situation. But I've practiced medicine for years. Please don't, don't confuse my success in the media with my day job where I've been an assistant uh, clinical professor of medicine and psychiatry and I've run departments in a psychiatric hospital. These are my patients on the street. Mm. I know who they are. I've treated this population for years and it is ridiculous that they're calling it a home like housing problem. It is ridiculous. The rat thing... I saw that coming 18 months ago. I predicted the typhus epidemic. It hit and is amongst us now. The problem is there are things that follow typhus, given that they've done nothing for this rat population. There are other illnesses that will follow. We have tuberculosis exploding. We will see Arsinia, which you may know as plague. We have potential measles. We have people, Their excrement and they're bleeding and they're urinating in the street every day that is getting washed directly into the LA River. 60,000 people's excrement is getting into the river, into the ocean every day. Wow. If I had a city of 60,000 people that was disconnected from the sewage treatment plant. My God, the environmentalists would have would freak out. Where are they? we have mammalian it? die off, off off our coast now. Mammalian sea life, dolphins, sea lions dying because of all this garbage untreated going directly into the ocean. Where's the hell? But what about Where the plastic it? straws? The plastic <laughs> straw got a stir, a turtle. But <laughs> but, but this is insane. We've yeah. gone insane. And unfortunately, the city of Los Angeles is maintaining this rhetoric that it's a housing problem. Look, guys, conservatively. Conservatively, the city of Los Angeles absorbed about 800,000 undocumented immigrants in the last year or so. They're all living in a house. None of them are on the street. 800,000 people wow. without a without a penny, without a family, without a country, found a place to live. Now, either they pushed people into the streets, which I'm not prepared to say, or they found a place to live. And this housing rhetoric is a hoax. This is a mental health crisis. This is an addiction crisis, and it's a general health so what crisis.
1: Boy, that is a good one. That is
0: good stuff. How how about all
1: the people who show up here with nothing and don't speak the language and figure out a way to find a roof over their head? Boy,
0: that's some good stuff. Way to go, Dr. Drew. And, uh, you know, it reminds me, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and the uh, mayor of L.A. was uh, talking about I think he put out a statement on the website about why there's a homeless situation. And not once were drug addiction, alcoholism mentioned. It was all economics and lack of housing and the rest of it. It was all uh, all economic issues, and it's just such a lie. It's a complete lie,
1: boy. And also, again, you uh, what Doctor Drew said that you set up a town somewhere where you got sixty thousand people who just poop in the streets or their backyard or the local creek or whatever, mm-hmm. and see how long before all kinds of different government agencies come down on you, right? But
0: that's what they've got going on in Los Angeles and, and environmental groups. And so as what are well, you going to do, crazy? Right? Exactly. They, can't well, help, they don't want to lack compassion. You make it. Easy for people to be bums and junkies, you get more bums and junkies. You make it difficult, like it's always been, to pollute the streets, the towns, the the parks. You make it difficult to be a bum and a junkie, you get fewer bums and junkies. Likewise with criminals. I mentioned this earlier this morning. My brother and his family, transferred by the Navy, made a very brief stop in San Francisco to glimpse the Golden Gate Bridge. They were probably only feet away when the thieves busted into their car and stole all their valuables as they make a 5,000-mile move, whatever it is, and, and it was a horrendous day. Their laptops are gone. Their kids' backpacks all got stolen with their stuffed animals they sleep with, and it's just, it's a nightmare, and... I've been reaching out to various folks um, in the law enforcement community, including SFPD, San Francisco Police Department. We've been talking about Props 47 and 57 in Cal Unicornia, which essentially uh, decriminalized crime. And there's been an explosion in property crime rates. San Francisco has more than double the property crime rate of Chicago. More than double. Got this from an SFPD cop. Yeah, the auto break-ins are an epidemic in San Francisco. What used to be a crime committed late night by the bottom dwellers is now done in broad daylight by groups of young thugs who listen to scanner apps and rap about Bip and Whips on YouTube. They're brazen and don't give an S because they know we can't chase them. They target tourist areas because they know they have lots of stuff in them. Oh. It's horrible. And the chances of your family getting this stuff back is small. Sometimes the loot is recovered.
1: That's rough. That is really rough.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then uh, commentary continues. San Francisco has gone to S. Then he mentions a couple of cities that are going right around the corner because they have some of the same moronic, completely unrealistic views of humanity and crime and and, and, uh, substance abuse and the rest of it. God, please, just take a minute to to consider the concept of of uh of the the term enabler you're enabling people if you if you cover for your husband every time he gets wasted and does something terrible you cover for your kid who who, who keeps causing problems at school cuz he's in drugs and you never let the hammer come down you never let the bricks come down on him do you think you're helping them get healthy do you really well do me a favor and spend 15 minutes today reading about Uh, being an enabler we have a society of enablement and and what it's yielded is so obvious it again it's like i'm trying to convince somebody not to press their hand down on a hot stove burner i can't believe i'm having to form the words san francisco your property crime rate is more than twice chicago's why do you think that is because, well, it's very expensive to, you know, the, uh, the, because
1: Google came it, in, income inequality.
0: inequality, the patriarchy, white supremacy, Trump, um, something, something. No, it's because you've made it so easy and accommodating to be a bum, a junkie and a thief and a piece of crap. by my, By the way, the idea of, of getting a couple of baseball bats and going to the very place that crime took place and just waiting. Uh, it's become very popular among a certain circle of folks I know. Uh, I, I won't be joining them, <laughs> as far as now, you know.
1: When I got my uh, car stereo stolen out of my truck, um, when I moved to the West Coast, lived here like a week and got my stereo stolen out of my truck, I was so mad. I contemplated the idea of putting a stereo back in my truck, parking in the same spot, but sleeping in the backseat with a gun every day because I wanted to kill the person that took the car stereo out of my... Now, you're not allowed to kill somebody for a... theft, I guess. Mm -hmm. But the idea of, I worked for this money, show up to work every day, get this money and buy something and you get to take it. It It makes me murderously angry. Right. And you think you just get to take it. And then when you call the police, they're like, okay, fill out a form.
0: You
2: and everybody else. They won't
0: let us chase those people. Your city fathers won't permit us to do anything about that crime. And when we do catch people, they've decided it's a misdemeanor and don't worry about it. It's pretty maddening. It's like jaywalking. The, the people, the taxpayers, the honest people who build and contribute to society have been abandoned by their governments in a lot of blue states and blue cities. Shame on you. Shame.
1: So your brother and his family. Shame. Shame. Shame!
3: Shame!
1: Here's another problem you have with your cities, and then we'll wrap it up because we have a great guest coming up. We love Jeff Fowler. Oh yeah, sorry. Talking about the Face app thing that's so popular right now. He's coming up. Um, a lot of people like your brother. I'm guessing will either never vacation in San Francisco or never go back again. No. When when I you ever, ever going to go back? No, you're going to
0: think, that's not a town you're for a me. You're a victim of crime within 10 minutes of no. arriving? In the middle of the day? No. I'm not Are going. you in Somalia in this situation? Yes, right. I or shouldn't were. have vacationed
1: in uh, you know, the Dominican Republic. Right. It's my mistake. Yeah. Very nice. Do you use the Face app? It's kind of fun. Or was it? Stay tuned.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. So we've posted pictures of what we'd look like if we were old. We didn't alter Joe and I, but everybody else. I kind of liked my look. I, I I look like a colorful old coot. <laughs> it's called the Face app, and you can uh, you can it's pretty easy to take a picture and then you turn in yourself into what you look like. Oh, and people were really digging it for the last week that it's been out. It swept the nation; it went viral. We've posted pictures of us at Armstrong and Getty dot com. But danger! The Russians are behind it.
0: Exactly, and the DNC among others have warned their people do not use this app. Jeffrey Fowler joins us. Jeffrey is the technology columnist for the Washington Post. He's based in Beautiful crime-ridden San Francisco to continue the theme of the show. But anyway, Jeffrey, w- what's the deal with this app?
4: It is uh, the the latest version of the Red Peril. Everyone is uh, thinking, "Oh, I was just you know playing along in you know, the latest viral craze." Uh, but now people are worried. Gosh, have I handed over my face to the Russian government? Um, so I spent yesterday kind of digging into this app, looking what data it was collecting and sending out behind the scenes. And then I even contacted the CEO of the company that makes it. Um, And uh, i got to say, I think we should be worried about this app, but not any more than we should be worried about a lot of other apps that we've got on our phones.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about this uh, many times, talked about it with you on how an app I almost downloaded once that was a bunch of fun emojis with pug faces on it. I became aware in the agreement that, Part of the agreement was if I download this Pug Emoji app, it gets access to every keystroke I've ever made on my phone, which I didn't even know that was possible. That scares me more than the Russians have in my picture. So, yeah, there's lots of apps out there you should be worried about.
4: There are. And part of the challenge is, look, it's a really good thing that here in America we're now having a conversation about data and privacy and whether we should be trusting certain apps. I've been hammering on this thing for a decade now, and no one's been listening to me. But finally, people are listening, so that's a good thing. But the problem is it's really hard for us to get the information that we need to make smart choices when we're downloading something like this. If you go to the Face app on the Apple iOS app store or the Google Play store, you can't really get answers to some really basic questions like, what is this thing doing? What are they doing to my face? Who are they sharing it with? How long are they holding on to it? So we have kind of a fundamental problem, and I think uh, this, this current scare over this app really kind of reflects that.
1: I had a banking app, a uh, bank that I really like, that I couldn't figure out why my location device kept turning on, because I leave mine off on my phone all the time, because I don't want location attached to my pictures and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but something with this banking app turned on your location, location device, and I, I got rid of it and complained to the bank, and they got rid of it. But there's so many apps that do stuff that, that's, that's creepy.
4: Totally. Now, we should probably talk about what FaceApp is and isn't doing, or at least what we can see and then also what its CEO says it is and isn't doing. And then the question is, do we trust that CEO? Um, but what it is doing is whenever you take a photo with the app or you, you know, pick a photo out of your your, your photo collection of your camera roll, it's sending that photo to uh, FaceApp servers to be processed. Um, it has access to your whole camera roll, but it isn't taking the whole camera roll and uploading it. That was one of the the first meetings. Well, I'm not Jeffrey Epstein, so
1: you get pictures from my phone. I'm not really that worried about it. What are you going to do with them? I have some tasteful nudes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm proud of them.
4: So the next thing, then, is so they've got a photo. So... They, and they've got this really terrible privacy policy for this thing, and a lot of apps have really terrible privacy policies. And it sort of suggests that they're going to hold on to it forever. The CEO of the company says that told me that they actually delete most of them within 48 hours because, like, they don't want to pay to store it either. Your, your mug is not uh, not worth holding on to. Well,
1: like we're that. we're about out of time. So, w- would your headline be though that all apps are dangerous? This one's no worse than others. Well, actually, no better than others. Almost all the a lot of the other ones are similar.
4: I think that's exactly right. There's, you know, the Russians might own this one, but there's also a lot of popular ones the Chinese own, like TikTok.
0: Mm, That's a good thing to know. Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Fowler, technology columnist for the Washington Post. Jeffrey, in 10 seconds, how good a screening organization is, say, Apple's App Store or or the big Google App Store? How good are they at keeping us safe?
4: I would give them a C-, minus, both.
0: C minus. Okay, so they're not useless, but. That's well, better than not trying at ago. all.
4: Jeffrey Fowler. Jeffrey, we always
0: enjoy the chance to chat. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes, and we have a link to your fabulous uh, piece in the post at
5: ArmstrongGetty.com. Thanks, man. You bet. All What's right. coming up in your news, Marshall? MS 13 gang members indicted in medieval style California murders. We got an update on alleged child raper Jeffrey Epstein and a breakthrough in a drug free way to deal with pain.
1: And the part of that MS-13 story that's being left out of most stories. Stay tuned. So today, I wore to work a shirt that I got free with an oil change. Does that make me A, frugal, B, sad, or C, none of the above? All of the above. What were the All of the All above. All of the, All above. Of the, All the above. above. Pretty good. Be <laughs> yeah. <Yeah. A>, frugal. <laughs> yes. B,
5: sad. Yes.
1: Yeah. Or see none of the above. No. Frugal and sad.
5: <laughs> I, uh,
0: uh, Sometimes frugal crosses into sad. Sure. I
5: mean, you you you, with
1: an oil change. If
0: a man making a decent living is duct taping his shoes together, that's frugal
1: and yes. sad. You're right. That's a good point. Uh, News now with Marsha Phillips.
5: Members of a notorious gang are facing a 12-count indictment accusing them of a series of brutal murders. Federal prosecutors in L.A., Los Angeles law enforcement officials say they're charging nearly two dozen members of the MS-13 gang suspected in nearly a hundred crimes in several states over nine years. And many murders. And the U.S. Attorney's Office says nearly all of the members and associates of the gang in the medieval-style murders of people in California were in the country illegally.
1: So that is the key part that was left out of the two stories I read over the weekend. So I read a detailed story about this. And I don't want to impugn any uh, uh, newspapers, because I'm not... I will. Well, I would if I knew the names of them, but I'm not sure. But it was your main newspapers. It was either the New York Times and or the Washington Post. I read a couple of stories detailing the crimes, and they're gruesome. I mean, they blinded people. They plucked the guy's heart out. I mean, these are gruesome crimes. These, And they arrested 22 MSN 13. I read two long articles in major newspapers and they didn't mention that 19 of the 22 were illegal. Now, are you going to tell me that's an accident at this Kids time? To us. We forgot. At this time when we've got such, such a, you know, obviously divisive conversation going on about the border and illegal this and roundups and alerting people to roundups and sanctuary cities. You left out of your news coverage the fact that the 19 of the 22 were here illegally.
0: So here's... <coughs> Freaking on! Here's my bone of contention, and I first became in the story, became aware of the story through the L.A. Times, and their piece describes in horrifying detail several of these crimes. It
1: might have been the L.A. Times that the original story I read right. didn't mention they were illegal.
0: You know, I, this this version of it does from a couple of days ago, um, but they mention the crimes in in terrible details. I mean, it's just really really troubling stuff, as the investigators called it. It's medieval. And then comes this uh, one-sentence paragraph, after they mention the sweeping 78-page indictment. MS-13 has also become a bogeyman used by President Trump to justify stronger immigration enforcement by linking the issue to crime. Well, now, if one flips to one of the many fine online dictionaries, you see a bogeyman defined as an imaginary evil spirit or being used to frighten children or a person or thing that is widely regarded as an object or fear.
1: So he just laundry listed their medieval crimes, which, seriously, I'm not going to say on the air. And then said it's
0: a bogeyman. fanciful fake Christ. to scare really you. Used by the president. But there's was... a 78-page indictment of them chopping and beating and skinning and burning and the rest of it, real human beings. Which one is it, L.A. Times?
5: And they're here illegally. Right. Yep, federal prosecutors allege the suspects... In this case, operated in the San Fernando Valley, an area that has absorbed recently an influx of young immigrants from Central America. And listen, maybe now is the proper time to once again utterly dismantle the idiotic
0: argument that you constantly hear from open borders types. You know, immigrants actually uh, commit violent crimes at lower rates than native-born people. The people who were tortured and murdered by MS-13 weren't killed by a crime rate. They were killed by people. And if you permit thousands of people who are violent criminals into your country, the rate at which their sort of immigrant commits crimes is irrelevant. You will have many thousands more. Victims, heartbroken victims, right. people whose final moments were lived in terror, grieving families, the rest of it. The rate has nothing to do with it.
1: And I gotta believe if we controlled yeah. our borders and people didn't get in illegally, and you had a merit-based system, you'd have practically zero crime from immigrants.
0: Probably,
1: be
5: very, very long. certainly yeah. almost
1: no medieval-style murders. Right.
5: US attorney by the way pointing out that MS13 now has many has as many as 10,000 members in the US and is active in at least 40 states.
0: Ooh, okay, that's Trump, great. Man. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, that bogeyman. Trump keeps trotting out to scare people. Hey, are, yeah. you, are you doing the breaking news that Epstein is
1: yes.
5: not getting out? Yep,
1: Yeah.
0: Thank God.
5: Jeffrey Epstein being denied bail. He is awaiting trial on new charges in New York that he had sex with underage women.
1: So you got uh, videos out there at Trump parties with him. Everybody knows that Bill Clinton flew on his plane a gazillion times. Clinton claimed four, and people have already come out with many, many more instances. Mm. He he. It depends on what the definition of the word is. Is he as he's he so loyally Does they they found a way found a way to craft the original sentence that. Trips that it, that were sanctioned something. He used some word to make it seem like a smaller number of trips that he took with Epstein. I a team. only
0: flew with him on his plane four times. Yeah, but he sent his plane to pick you up many times. Right, that right, sort of yeah, that, yeah. that
1: sort of lawyerly speak. But right. anyway, yeah. So there are a lot of uh, of high and mighty people, yep. business, entertainment, politics, finance that are going to be drug into this story as the pictures and the, and the more of those stories of the party start to come out. And I'm going to enjoy all of it.
0: Some of it will be semi-unfairly. Oh, almost all of it will be because unfair. Because this guy was just, he was a social butterfly. He, his thing was getting with and partying with the rich and famous. Right. It was, he was a people collector. He was a star blanker, if you will. But anyway, um, but there, I guarantee you, how can I guarantee you? I'll bet there are some guys... Who it will turn out didn't ask any questions when the models slash prostitutes looked awfully young.
1: Well, yeah, I just, again, I I don't think, I don't have any reason to think Bill Clinton or Donald Trump, who I think are both the kind of guys that went to parties and had sex with, you know, 19-year-olds that they thought Jeffrey Epstein had hanging around the parties. Um, but I don't think either one of them... There's no reason to think either one of them are into underage girls or anything a like A pedophile. Right? Yeah.
5: right. Well, my friends, next time you stub your toe or hurt yourself, go ahead and drop an F-bomb. It could indeed help ease your pain. British researchers think since swearing has a strong emotional connection, and they've tested this out, the strong emotional connection likely due to the circumstances in which we first hear swear words that repeating the swear words will indeed help you push down the pain. So,
1: like when my kids heard all my
5: words on the yes. roller coaster the other day.
0: Yes. All right. Here's my plan. I've got to get a tooth looked at by my uh, my fine dentist today. There's something going on, and I'm going to tell him, look, no no novocaine for me today. I'm going to gut it out. Here's right. the way I'm going to deal with it. I'm just going to swear. So if he has to drill into there, it'd be a little
5: mother <laughs> All the rest of the
0: uh, the. Uh, Patience, will hear. No, I'm good. I'm good. Keep going. Keep going. Tink tink tink
5: tink. And we'll see how that
1: goes. So the swearing actually makes you feel better. Yeah. My son, who has to take all this medicine every Uh-oh. single day, he's got this one medicine that he takes that tastes really, really terrible. And I tasted it because I thought, how bad does this taste? It's awful. Urgh. I mean, it's awful tasting. But he has to take it every day. And we give him the syringe and he takes it. And then he throws the syringe. He said it makes <laughs> him feel better. How bad does it? bet it does just I okay. it does, yeah, I I like that. It does. Yeah. Take
5: that. No, foul he, tasting he medicine. About,
1: he throws it on the ground. <laughs> <all> nice. <night. laughs> <Night. laughs>
5: All right, that's a wrap. That is your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong Getting Show, the conscience of the nation. So I haven't seen the video
1: of Trump at the Epstein party with the the the, the hotties. I I have. You have. Yeah. Now I'll bet there are no videos of Clinton at a party with hotties because he's been in politics his whole life and he would have known I'm not doing this with cameras around. Right. Trump wouldn't have cared because he had no expectation of being president. Someday. Well, what's
0: interesting is the footage was taken by MS. Uh, I'm sorry, by NBC for a a special on the swinging single Donald Trump lifestyle. Yeah, I was about to say
1: Trump right. would have hired his poly, his uh, his Publicist, publicist, John, himself. John Miller, Miller, Miller yes. right. <laughs> to take pictures, he would have wanted to be seen at a yeah. party with hot young people because that was good for his image. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. But Clinton probably made sure he, at these Epstein parties there were nobody, nobody was rolling film when he was doing right. it. right, right. Yeah, I wonder who will be ensnared. Well, as Nancy Pelosi's daughter, the journalist <laughs> said, "There's going to be a lot of people in our side, on our side, ensnared in this whole thing, and we need to be ready for it."
0: Hmm. And and that's happening within the next several days, yeah, right? Yeah, all this info is going to come out. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, releasing tons of files. So is that new or is that... No, that's the original video, right? Yeah, I've right. seen that video. Yeah, that's... You know, honestly, it's, it's Trump and a handful of people, including Epstein a couple of times, looking at all these NFL cheerleaders dancing on the dance floor and saying, wow, look at her, she's hot. Oh, man, look at her. I mean, it's... It's not exactly a couple oh, of guys at the at Louvre that. talking oh, about my. postmodernism, but you know, it's just—it's just, it's just they're dumb. So, mm-hmm. not a good dancer, Trump. <laughs> no, I'm looking no, at the video. He doesn't and, uh, have to be. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I
1: would. I, my, my dancing could be more carefree if I'm a billionaire and I know they don't care. They, this is not why they're here. Is for right. my dancing. I right. just I just go like this for a while. <laughs> do my stupid.
2: Lame old guy dancing, but I'm a billionaire. <laughs> at least your arms seem to be in sequence. His were acting completely independently of each other. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, and at
0: one point there was a clear, egregious yeah. violation of the white man over bite oh, really? Dance move. Oh, yes. that's, uh, that's oh, yeah, Maybe a little bite of the lip. It was uh, it was embarrassing. That's unfortunate. Yes, could <laughs> impact
4: his reelection
5: chances.
3: The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: My southern officials are telling people that beer is not a good way to stay hydrated and that you should drink water. When New Yorkers heard that, they're like, okay, Coors Light it is. And uh, Hey, don't take a
1: shot at my favorite beverage for 22 years of my life.
0: It's a child's beer.
1: Um, <laughs> any of the other jokes you like? Because we didn't play a lot of them. Any of the others you really want to get under? You know, I wouldn't mind playing that uh, Colbert thing again just because I thought it was fo- so funny. And it was a lot earlier in the show. You might not have heard it. Can we do that again? Yeah,
2: you, Th- you want to take the they,
1: they were picking up on the uh, what CNN has got going on tonight. Oh, right. To prepare for the debate, <laughs> They're actually going to make an event out of it
0: face off in the next Democratic debates. Two nights, ten candidates each night. Watch the lineup take shape in an unprecedented live event. The draw for the CNN Democratic debates. But before the draw, CNN presents The Draw Draw where we draw to see how we draw for the draw. Will it be? Wolf Blitzer, slathered in honey and rolled in candidate photographs. Whoever stick to his chest on the first night. On his ass, the second. Chris Fomo sitting on eggs. The order they hatch is the order they're drawn. John King strapped to the wheel of chaos. Or simply David Gergen flipping a coin over a bit of nine. It's all happening on
5: CNN this Wednesday
0: on the Draw Draw. Right after Draw Draw Draw, Love Island. Wow! Wow! <laughs> CNN has become a parody of itself.
1: They are actually making a show, game show style, out of drawing for the uh, the debate tonight. When night the various entities will be debating on <laughs> twenty candidates over two nights. They're they've got a complicated. God, it's still twenty. Yeah, that's too many. Uh, come on! Did you get to winnowing? That's way too many. Um, they've got a complicated way of doing it. They're really trying to avoid having like a main night like, like happened last time where you had four of the main candidates on one night and the other one. There are really only five candidates. And they had four on night two last time and one on the first night, and they're trying to get it spread out more evenly. I'm not sure that's good. If I'm if I'm a Democrat and I want to pick the best candidate, I'm not sure it's good to spread them out. I think I want the, the big five on one night. Getting them going back and forth.
0: I kind of like it the way uh, the various sports leagues have run around the world. You know, at various times where you got a upper division, a lower division. You can play your way into the upper division. You can play your way out of the upper division. You're in the lower division. I don't think there's anything well, wrong. That's with what it. The there's re- no perfect way to do
1: it. No, there's not. But that's what the Republicans did the last time around, and there are a number of candidates that it seemed like they might have gotten screwed by that whole system, but. I, I don't know. I understand they're really trying to avoid the putting their thumb on the scale that they did last time around and made it really difficult for Bernie right. to get the kind of traction that he that, that he might
0: have gotten. Although, but there's a they bunch were smart to do that. They are smart. And I realize this is an essay uh, in the space of a, a tiny little bit of conversation, but... The way they're doing it now doesn't work. This whole uh, democratization of the primary process, I think it's a mistake. I think maybe you hold a couple of debates, you let the public participate on one level, and then the party elders choose have substantial power in choosing who their candidate is. Well, that's what it's been for many, many years. And if you pick bad candidates, you'll be out of power, and maybe a new party will spring up.
1: It's been that way my whole entire adult life. They just kind of hid it from us. We didn't figure it out until last time around. Oh, you or kind, nobody cares. you kind of use this as a focus group as kind of like an idea of ought who be the candidate right. you're still making the decision right
0: which yes. is what they get to do it 's your party right it's a private organization. My problem with the democratization of the thing is now people have been become convinced that a primary election is just like the regular election. You have a constitutional right and blah 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 And these. They're representing. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. No, this is like electing the president of your local Elks Club or your, your the beer-soaked softball team. You're a private organization. You can do it any way you want. The Constitution says squat about primary elections. You can do it however you want. States, you know, run it to some extent. But So, DNC know,
1: I... and CNN agreed that there will be no yes-no questions. There will be no
2: more pass-fail litmus tests. Who raise your hand
0: if...
1: Raise right. your hand if no more of
0: that. That's good, because that's dumb.
2: It is the only dumb. reason they did that is because they had 50 people on stage at a time. Well, and
0: if you're asking, uh, <laughs> raise your hand if you've ever killed a hobo. Well, then, you know, <laughs> that I would say is a reasonable question. But raise your hand if you're in favor of lots of welfare. I mean, please, what do you mean by that? Well, oh, yes, but no, but... Yeah, so those things are dumb.
1: They're the best news coming out of the debate, though, so from a news standpoint, it was kind of fun.
0: Jack, I prefer my news nuanced and deep.
5: Ooh. Did that remix that? Because the lead vocal's still way too
0: quiet.
1: Dude. It might be my headphones, but I can't understand what's going don't on Don't
0: play that again until the guy has remixed it. I hope there's no bad words in there. Uh, here's your like host, Joey. L- Louie? <laughs> here's
2: your host, Joe Getty. As we were discussing earlier, let's get a final thought from everybody. There's our producer positive, Sean. Sean? Yeah, people are complicated. Relationships are hard. A Florida man can't name U.S. president after huffing duster spray uh, after getting into a fight with his girlfriend. And the aspect of, uh, I don't know who the president is, I kind of admire the guy. Wow. Just getting away from
0: all of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Michelangelo there in the control room. Final thought? Uh, Yeah, tonight
5: uh, I sold my concert ticket so I could watch this live debate. Um, I was trying to find something that was actually dumber than Pro Bowl. I think this is it. (laughs) Uh, Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Final thought? Well, as I mentioned early on, I am going to be heading home now after work to scratcher my itch. After two months being clean and sober, I'm back at it, and hopefully I'll be bringing home the bacon for the team tomorrow.
0: It's worth hoping. Jack,
5: do you have a final thought you'd like to share?
1: As I said earlier in the show, if you get into the daily back and forth among whoever's getting back and forth with Twitter wars and that, you're missing the big picture. This is one of the most unsteady, uncertain times in world history. The political order, the world order, the economic order, the way we communicate is all being thrown up in the air, and it's a damned interesting story.
0: My final thought is my brother and his family were victims of crime virtually the moment they set foot in San Francisco yesterday was that progressive policies on crime and bums and junkies don't work. They're disastrous. They will lead your city to become a hellhole. They're just a lack of emotional maturity, understanding sometimes you've got to be mean to maintain order. Wake up and don't let ha- don't let this happen to your town. Fight it.
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go
0: to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of good clicks there.
1: See you tomorrow. God
3: bless America.
5: You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not stay okay.
3: I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's done.
5: If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words
3: It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you
5: want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Once you grabbed the hold of it and pulled it off, the tick made the like a little popping sound when it came off my eye.
0: Armstrong and Getty.